Amen. As we remain standing for the reading of God's word, we're going to go right to the word. We are so grateful for that powerful testimony from our dear sister, Sister Betsy. Amen. What a powerful testimony about a single mom her mom was. And her mom was raised by a single mom. Don't tell me what God can't do. Not only did her mother become a registered nurse, but her daughter is a nurse. Her daughter's husband is a surgeon in West Virginia. Whenever the devil says you can't do it, <laughs> you need to look him in the eye and say the devil is a liar. I can do all things. Anybody know you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you? Thank you so much. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through verse 16, the New Living Translation. We're going to read this in its entirety. It's a little longer than we normally read. But in order to get the full context of this wonderful text in 1 Kings, uh, we've decided to read eight verses, beginning with verse number 8. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow, a single mom, a widow there to feed you. So the prophet Elijah went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow, this widow, gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? And as she was going to get it, he called to her again. Bring me also a bite of bread to eat. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in my house. Ooh, listen to this. I don't have a single piece of bread in my house. I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. Then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough somebody shout enough there was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers just as the lord had promised through elijah and the church that loves god's word said amen, amen. quickly reach over and catch someone by the hand join those hands here is the subject for this mother's day the special mother's day Squeeze those hands, look at someone, and say, the faith of a single mom. That's what we want to talk about, the faith of a single mom. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Listen, it has been said that perhaps the toughest, the hardest, yet perhaps the most rewarding job in the world is that of a mother. All the mothers in the house can testify. I agree with that assessment. However, I would imagine that the job gets even tougher for those who are single mothers. 
as tough as it is to be a good mom, I am convinced it is even more difficult for those who are single moms. Now, according to the recent United States Census Bureau, there are somewhere between eight and a half to 13 million single moms in the United States alone, of which 50% have never been married, 29% are divorced, and 21% are either separated or widowed. Almost 13 million single moms. They all have their challenges. In fact, there is a wonderful article that I will reference and we will screenshot it above and put it out on our Facebook page later today. It's an article that was written by Nicole Kosovo Kier, published in Psychology Today in July, in fact, July 15th, 2015. The article is entitled Seven Challenges of being a single mom. The author begins the article with these words, and I quote, single motherhood comes with a unique set of emotional challenges that can at times feel overwhelming and are best understood by the women who share them. The article goes on to point out seven different unique challenges that single moms have. And as I said, we will have it available on our Facebook page and our website. Challenge number one, having no one to help you, no one to tag in. The, the author of the article says the single moms she interviewed said it is so hard when you don't have someone that you can pass it off to. Someone that you can say, you take care of the children today and I need to rest. I'm, I'm sick, I'm cold, I'm not feeling well. Second was self-doubt. Many single moms are settled with self-doubt when, when you don't have anyone to reinforce you or to reinforce your confidence. Thirdly, making decisions by yourself. Uh, the fourth challenge is that when, when the kids aren't there, you feel empty because your life seems to center around your children. The next, which I would venture to say needs to be up top, is stress and anxiety about money. Statistics say that most single moms in America are doing considerably less as a race to financial stability than those that are married or have a couples in their home. Why? Because it's hard particularly when you're trying to stretch and make ends meet. And when, you, when, when, when there's but one paycheck to help make things go and then make the situation work out, it becomes difficult. The sixth uh, observation was accepting uh, a different kind of family than what you had thought your family would be. In other words, most single moms didn't plan to end up being single moms. And then the seventh and the last one is losing a sense of self. When all you do is having to take care of other people and all you do is having to, to, to make this work and this work, you have very little time to spend on yourself. And that's why mental stress and mental illness is more prevalent among single moms, perhaps than any other demographic uh, that is taken. Why? Because there is the sense that if I don't get out of the bed, although I'm sick, nobody else is here to help me. But the good news is that with all of these challenges, many single moms have done remarkably well the, the most interesting thing I've read in preparing for this message 
was the statistic that showed there is very little difference in the academic achievement level from single moms than kids in two-parent uh, households, particularly when the single mom is dedicated. So with the help of the Lord, somebody, that's right, somebody ought to give God a hand for single moms. Although you've done it by yourself, you've done a good job. And for grandmothers and mothers who've raised children that have become successful. Now, when we speak of success, we are not just speaking about uh, degrees on the wall or, or money in a bank account because I am convinced uh, that there are some crazy folk with a whole lot of degrees uh, that, that, that I wouldn't want anywhere near me. Amen? And, and money doesn't make you successful or smart or kind or nice. If you don't believe me, there's a gentleman who lives in D.C. with orange hair. I don't want to get in trouble because my mother always get afraid when I talk. I didn't call any names. There's a gentleman in D.C. with orange hair with a whole lot of money, but certainly isn't nice and kind. So when we speak of success, we are talking about mothers who raise their children to grow up, to be sensitive, caring adults who treat everyone with dignity and respect. And their children grow up loving the Lord and serving the Lord their God. They become the Betsy's and the Jonathan's of the world. They become children who says, mom prayed for me, had me on her mind, took the time to pray for me. Uh, I don't care who you are. If you enjoy any level of success, it is likely uh, that your life was shaped by a mother who had something to do with who you are. Don't, don't think you've made it by yourself. It concerns me when children don't stay in contact with their mothers and grandmothers. It, 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 it really concerns me when, when, when folk got to make you go visit grandmama and mother. You, you've got to remember who prayed you through and oftentimes you did not even know they were praying for you but when you've had a godly mama and a godly grandmother who prayed for you sometimes they fell on their knees and just called your name and you somehow thought you made it on your own and you thought that you passed that test because you studied a little harder but mama got on her knees and said in the name of Jesus touch my grandson Touch my granddaughter. Prayer still works. I wish I was in a church that could appreciate praying mamas and praying grandmamas. Somebody ought to just take 10 seconds to stand to your feet and put your hands together for every godly praying woman who... Woo! Some situations... Some situations mama had to pray you through. <laughs> when you didn't have sense enough to pray for yourself, mama had to pray you through. I remember telling the story of how my mother was a prayer warrior. And, and she would pray even when she didn't say much. And I remember this distinctly. One, one Saturday night, my friends came to pick me up. And they uh, got in the car and I left. And the kitchen mom had a worry on her face. And uh, she knew that something was, was up, and, and so she began to pray, and my, and my friends had planned to do something that I had no idea what they were going to do. They were going to do something that was not uh, legal or mischievous, and uh, we, we left the community, and one of my friends says, ah, let's turn around. We need to take Daryl back home. I just feel like he doesn't need to be with us. And I say, what's up? They say, get out of our car. Drop me off to the yard and open the door and say, get out. I went home and mama was right there in the kitchen, tears streaming down her eyes, praying. The next day I heard they got in trouble and a couple of them got arrested. And, and so I, I fell on my knees and said, Lord, when I don't have sense enough to look out for myself. 
Thank God for a, a praying mama. Woo! So the success of a godly mother and a godly single mother is not that her child necessarily graduates from college, although that's wonderful and every child should strive to do that, but that her child respects others. And, and they don't think of themselves as better than anybody else. And they treat everybody with dignity. You can tell folk who were raised right. I want to say that again. You can tell folk who were raised right. They, they may not have a whole lot of money, but, but they know how to treat folk. Like selfish parents produce selfish children. Egotistical, self-driven parents uh, produce egotistical, self-driven children. But if you have a tendency to rely on the Lord, God will make a way somehow. And what money cannot do, grace has already done. Ooh, I feel like preaching. Somebody ought to look at somebody say, thank God for grace. Your mother may not have had a whole lot of money, but they had a whole lot of grace. And they knew how to get a prayer through. And if they didn't know anything, Bradley, they knew how to call on the name of the Lord. And I'm talking about real prayer warriors that would get in a prayer closet and say, in the name of Jesus. Woo! Thank God for the faith of a mother. Listen, listen as we transition to this wonderful text. First Kings chapter 17. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Uh, I try to at least preach it once every year. It is a wonderful testimony of a single mother who was living, doing some very difficult times. Uh, there was a famine in the land. Everything was dried up. There was no food to eat. And the last brook in the area, the brook of Sherith, had just dried up. People were dying. Historians tell us that people were dying on the streets. If you read this text in its full context, you will see that people resorted to desperate measures, eating dead animals even in some cases, eating dead people just to try to survive. This woman's husband was dead. She was a widow. He left her with a son to raise. Everything they had had vanished away. Our text tells us that they were down to their very last in the text, she says, we are planning to eat this last little bit we have and lay down and die. But God had a different plan. I am so glad that when we think we have a plan, God has a different plan. When other folk think you're going to fail, God says, I have. A different plan. However, my brothers and sisters, it is worth noting that God's plan required this woman's faith and obedience. God says, I've got a plan to bless you and your family, but it will test your faith. It will see if you trust in the Lord, your God. God sends a prophet by the name of Elijah to this woman. Note earlier that Elijah had been sustained by the ravens by the brook. So Elijah, unlike this woman and her son, had not missed meals. Uh, the Bible says the ravens fed him morning and night. But the brook dried up and God said, to Elijah, I need you to leave the Cherith Brook. And I need you to go to Zarephath. Now, I just, I, I wish I had time to really get into this. Only God would take you from a bad place 
and send you to a worse place. Because if the brook of Sherith was bad, Zarephath was the epic center of where the famine was. It was the most severe place in all the regions. But when God wants to show the enemy up, God chooses a hard thing and bless you when there is no human possibility that human intervention can help you out. You'll catch it in the parking lot. In other words, only God waits until you get to your last. Only God waits until everything runs out. Only God takes you to a place where ain't nobody got anything. Excuse the abodics. Only God take you from bad to worse and say, watch me work it out. God sends, may I preach this? God sends this healthy, fat, successful prophet to this famished woman's house. She could look at him and tell he had not missed any meals. God says, but I'm going to test your faith. Because you can't judge what I'm going to do on your human senses. Because the human eye says don't do it. The human mind says look out for yourself. But when God gives you an assignment, I need to preach. How many of you, God has given you an assignment and God said don't do it because it looks a certain way. Do it because I have declared and decreed that at the end of this, I turn your situation around. Can I preach? May I preach? Should I preach? Elijah shows up. This woman is preparing her last meal. She's gathering sticks with a famished body, frail body. She's getting a few sticks to take back to her house and, and, and reach for the last time in that jar that has a little bit of flour and reach in that jug with a little oil left. And she's going to make her last meal and lay down and die. But the man of God shows up and he has a new assignment from the Lord. He says, God said, make me a meal first and then go make something for you and your son. Mm, it took some faith to hear the word of God because she already knew that she barely had enough for her and her son. But if she gave the prophet the last she had, uh, humanity said, there would be nothing left. Common sense would say that there would be nothing left. But listen to verse 14. Elijah evokes the name of the Lord. He says, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. you better check your source. And everybody on Facebook don't represent God. Yeah. Every preacher on YouTube doesn't have the anointing to speak from God. You better be careful who you let speak into your life. Come on, somebody. Every evangelist for hire is not anointed by God. There's some folk that got a word for you with no title and no position and nothing else but a word from God. Some of these mothers got more anointed word for your life than these jack leg bootleg money grabbing internet sensations be careful who you listen to can somebody say be careful who you listen to verse 14 for this is what the Lord the God of Israel says mm. There will always, whew, look at this word. Help me look at this word. There will always, somebody shout always. 
be flour and oil left in your containers. I'm here to tell you God's going to fill up more than one. There's a plural behind container. In other words, God says, I'm going to put something in your containers. There will always be flour and oil. God didn't say he would overflow it, but he said there will always be enough for another meal until God turns the situation around. I feel like preaching. Look at somebody and say, I may not be rich. I may not have what you have, but I've got food on my table, clothes on my back. Your children may not have name brand stuff, but they go to school every day with clothes. And don't tell me what God can't do. You better learn how to accept, celebrate what God has already done. Don't compare yourself with other folk because there are a whole lot of kids with name brand stuff and no discipline in their life. Should I preach this? Mm, I feel something. Encourage somebody. Say, God is getting ready to turn your situation around. In the midst of the famine, God will provide. He doesn't always have to remove the famine. He can just provide in the midst of what you're going through. How many of you know that God knows how to make a way in the midst of your trials? Somebody help me praise him. Somebody, I, I take about 30 seconds and think of one thing that only God did for you that nobody else could do for you. Now, now, now you only have about 30 seconds to put your hands together, put your head back from the depths of your belly. We praise the Lord our God. Perhaps the most significant clause in this entire 17th chapter is found in verse 15, the A clause. And I'm going to put it on the screen. And if you don't remember anything else, remember this. So she did as Elijah said. You can come to church all you want and hear all kinds of words. But if you don't do what the word says, you won't ever get your blessing. You can sit under preachers all day long. But if the word goes over you and not through you, you will never be able to do and get what God says. The text says, so she did she did a hard thing she did a difficult thing use your spiritual imagination and go with me uh, 3,000 years ago to the city of Zarephath and imagine this lady going back home to her son making this last meal and the boy asked the question, this is spiritual imagination. Mama, what are you doing? I'm about to give this away. What do you mean? We only have this. But she heard a word that says, if you do this, God will provide for you and your family. 
You've got to do a hard thing. Single moms, you've got to do a hard thing. Don't invite sugar daddies in your house. You don't need a sugar daddy when you've got Jehovah Jireh. I'm preaching to somebody. You need to kick some folk out of your house and say, if I need you to pay the light bill, I'd rather raise my children in the dark, praising the Lord our God, because I know God will make a way. Don't you compromise your principles just to have somebody help you out. Who am I preaching to? She went to her house and the only people staying in her house She didn't have Mr. Joe and she didn't have the drug dealer Shahuku Kaka. But just her and her son because her testimony was I'm a trust in the Lord my God until I die. Is there anybody leading on the everlasting arm? Don't fool me now, but just a handful of folk jump up one time and say, Lord, I trust you. I'm almost done. So this single godly mother had the faith to put her trust in the word of the Lord despite her situation. Because of this woman's faith, the Lord miraculously provided for her, the prophet, her son, every day. Verse 16, NIV translation says this. Verse 16, the NIV translation says, For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. Who am I preaching to? It may not have overflowed, but there was always enough there. For the next meal you got to learn how to thank god for sufficiency you've got to learn how to thank god for your daily bread you got to learn how to thank god for the little bit you have and wait on the overflow and if you never get the overflow can you give god a praise for what you now have every time somebody say every time she put her hand in the barrel. Something was there. I feel like preaching. My time is up. But lean on your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is my testimony. Every time I put my hand in the barrel, God kept making a way out of no way. I don't know how he did it. But I'm so glad that God did it. Every time I needed a blessing, God made a way out of no way. Cross the aisles and touch somebody. Say, every time I look around, he keeps blessing me over and over and over and over. Somebody ought to give God a praise for just enough every day. What a mighty God we serve over and over and over and over and over. Somebody wave your hands and say, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. Look at you. Look at God. Look at God. I want to leave you with these three takeaways. Stand to your feet. We'll put it on Facebook and put it on the internet. And 
leave it on the board. Three takeaways to single moms everywhere. You can, with the help of the Lord, not only survive, but you can thrive. For your children and your children's children shall be blessed. Betsy's mom was blessed. Betsy's grandmother was blessed. Neither of them had a husband. Grandmother had seven kids, Rose told me. Mother had five. And look what God has done. And if God can do it for them, God can do it for you. Second takeaway is this. Faith and obedience to God's instructions for your life is the key to your success. The key to your success is not compromising your principles. Some people's money is not worth it. Faith and obedience to God is the key to your success as well as the success of your entire family. And here's the third and the last one. As Sister Francis and the choir get ready, catch somebody by the hand. Wherever you are, across the aisles, I, I want us to say this one together. That's right, lock hands, everybody in the balcony. Thank you for being here. So many of you that are here in the balcony, other places. Testify with these words. Look at somebody say, in the midst of whatever you may be going through, just remember that God will provide. Here's what I want. Every single mother in the house, whether you have children in the house or not, come stand at this altar. We want to pray for you. Every single mother in the house, if you're in the balcony, we'll wait on you to come down. Ooh, Ooh look at her. Every single mother. So why do I worry about my life when you come to my rescue a thousand times? Every other voice is a lie. God provides in ways I can't explain and can't deny the litter that I have he multiplies Woo. look at somebody and say God provides look at this every single mother yeah. that's right this service is for you song so is dedicated for you. They're still coming. Oh, look at this. When you come come to my Let the internet see this picture. Times. Right, this all. These are. Every other voice, it is a lie. God provides. Ooh. God provides. In ways I can't explain and can't deny. The little that I have, he multiplies. Just when I feel he show up on time, Ooh. God provides. <laughs> He'll come through. He'll come through. When Ooh. the clouds of doubt rain every down single mom, on you, every grandmother that's raising a and child, test everything you thought you knew. Now you finally see what God can do for you. <laughs> so tonight, you go home tonight, close your close eyes. Your eyes there's no more need to find. Look at somebody and say, Watch God provide. Watch God provide. Take it from the top, Francis. <laughs> God provides. So why do I worry about my life when you've come to my rescue a thousand times? Every 
God provides, God provides in ways I can't explain and can't oh, just deny. Lift those hands, yeah. The little that I have, He multiplies. Just when I feel He won't show up on time, God provides, He'll come through. Won't He come through? When the clouds ah, down, won't he come down through? on you Ooh, and, uh, and test everything you thought you knew. <laughs> now you finally see yeah. what God can do for you. So tonight, close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. Watch God. Watch God provide. Listen, now I want those who would be the reinforcement for these mothers to stand in the aisleways and look at them and say, we've got your back. That's right. Ooh, come on. Come on. I want the reinforcement. Every aisle should be filled. Every aisle should be filled. You're the reinforcement. You have the backs of these. Here's what God has asked us to do. This is not a gimmick. We're not doing this because we want anything from you. But God has laid it on our hearts to provide a gift card for every single mom. We've gone out and purchased today $1,025 gift cards. And every single mom in this place we want to bless you. And even if you don't need it, if you can pass it on to somebody else and just simply say to them, God provides. Amen. God provides. Tell somebody God provides. It's hard to say when there's no food to eat. Ooh. Oh, what you see feels all that life will be. And will this be another year of misery for me? Ooh. But my faith, my faith can't survive on just things I see. Put your arms and around my somebody, right? Can't control Ooh. my destiny. See, God, I only want what you for me so tonight <laughs> close your eyes there's no more need to fight watch God Ooh, watch God provide I, I wish you could see the tears on the faces of these mothers Ooh, you're not alone Ooh, you don't have to do this by yourself I know it gets difficult, and I know sometimes it gets so hard, but God told us to encourage you today. That's why God told us to take $25,000 and buy gift cards and give it out today to these moms and just simply says, God provides. This is not about Bible way. You don't even have to tell people where you got it from there. Don't even mention my name because this is not about me. This is about God showing you that I've got your back. God, and it gets hard sometimes. But you've got to remember you can't do this by yourself. You've got to remember you don't have to compromise who you are for things to work out in your life. Hold firm to your faith. This wonderful testimony we heard of this woman who lost both of her legs. And in the nursing home, she still, praise God, raised her family. Her family is doing exceptionally well, not just because of the degrees they have, but because of the people they've become. And I'm here to tell you, your children will be blessed. Woo. They will. Proverbs 31 says they will call you blessed. 
Watch God provide. Come on, Listen. Provide. God provide. Everybody touch somebody. Watch God. Ooh. Watch God provide. Somebody, God's about to turn it around for you. Ooh. He will provide. Before your eyes. by way of internet you can touch and agree with us for those that are listening by way of radio touch and agree hear this last point this woman had a relationship with God the only way you can have that kind of faith is that you've got to have a relationship with God too often we spend too much of our time trying to develop human relationships and people will let you down over and over and over again but my question for you to every single mom in this house where do you stand with God let God be the main man in your life can I say that again let God be the main man in your life and everybody else comes after God. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? After this prayer, if you want to strengthen your relationship with God, if you are not sure where you stand, you want somebody to talk to you or pray for you, you can remain at this altar. The ministers have cards. They wave them in the airs. And, amen. Get one of those cards and fill it out. And, We'll call you, and if we need to come pray for you, wherever you are, we'll send somebody to pray for you. Walk you through this. This is not about Bible way, but this is about you. Because you can be the widow from Zarephath. You can trust God. Listen, later on in the chapter, her son dies. Woo. Her son dies. But the prophet is right there. The prophet prays for her son and puts him in his arms and God breathes life back to her son. Prophet takes the son back to the mom and says, your son now lives. I say to every mother who's worried about your child, your child shall live. Your child shall be delivered. God will do it. Anybody know that God will do it? Ooh. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this very special service tonight. Ooh, thank you for giving us the assignment to encourage all of these single moms. Close to 13 million live in the United States alone. Ooh, many African-American households are headed by single moms. We did not come to dump on them. We did not come to make them feel bad. We came to encourage them, to tell them God will provide. When your backs are against the wall, you can turn to God, and God will help you. God will make a way out of no way. So we say thank you. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Even for the things you have not yet done, 
Thank you, Lord, for their children becoming successful and caring and uh, loving adults. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that eye has not seen and ear has not heard. This is our testimony. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those that know that God will do it, say amen. 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 Put your arms around somebody and say, God will provide. Come on, if you want to make that decision this morning, you can just stand right here at this altar. Well, you want to make it this morning wherever you are. Take a card. Take one of those cards and take some time to pray over it. Amen. Watch God. Yeah. Yes. If you're here today, you want to do it. God bless you. Look at God and watch God. Come on. This brother wants to commit to this ministry. He promised that he would. So tonight. You can go Anybody else want to make that commitment? Close your eyes. There's no more need to fight. We'll watch God provide. on somebody else. This could be your day. This could be your day. Close your eyes and go to sleep. Watch God Your son shall be delivered. Come on, stretch forth your hand. Somebody shout, it's already done. In Jesus' name, watch God. Give God a hand of praise for this brother as we want to come and join the church. He promised that he would. So, Amen. Give God a hand for he wants to join the church. Amen. Come on, there. Everybody stand to your feet wherever you are.